All right, welcome back to the weekly walk and talk. I think my voice is just about going to hold out today. Um, I think I got one of these chest infections or something doing the rounds. But uh, like my grandfather used to say, you just got to get on with it, son. Get some fresh air. So uh, here we are. And if you notice where we were last week, um, behind me here, that is the old hotel. So we've just come to the other side of the bay today. And we're going to be talking about a popular topic from last year, and that is Christmas shortages. So predominantly uh, Christmas food shortages. So if you remember, I did this last year and, you know, you guys seem to really enjoy the video. So I thought, well, let's do it all over again. So I've spent some time researching this week all the foods that might be in short supply this year. So you want to buy them ASAP if you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet. And just as we're walking around here, this was completely white earlier. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful, but I didn't have the script ready in time to be able to walk around. So that's a shame. But another time I'll show you uh, what this looks like when it's covered in snow and ice. It's really beautiful. All right, so let's get started then. And let me give you some context. I think that's the most important thing first. So we're going to be talking about both the USA, the U well, both USA, UK and Europe today, uh, predominantly in terms of these food issues. So we'll, s and it's, and it's quite a complex issue actually, because it's, a lot of things are all coming together at the completely wrong time. So firstly, we have food waste. Um, and this was up to the summer. We don't have the stats for the winter yet, but up to the summer, there were 60 million pounds in the UK of food waste. So a lot of this consisted of farmers just having to destroy their crops or not destroy their crops. That's probably the, the wrong way to say it, but they didn't have the labor in order to actually harvest the crops. So because of that, the crops um, rotted in the ground. So that's a huge amount, 60 million pounds this year. The other one was energy then. So since 2019, the price of wholesale gas has increased by 650% and nitrogen fertilizer is up by 240%. Also agricultural diesel up by 73%. So all of these things as well, are also contributing to um, this issue that we have now with, with food. And another one that we talked about before is animal feed. This is um, a big problem at the moment because animal feed has gone up so much. It's so expensive that a lot of farmers have decided instead to actually cull their livestock early. And this is a problem. We'll get on to the USA aspect of the beef as well, because if you think about the, that, that beef cattle that they culled early, well, a lot of those would have had calves as we go into next year, but instead they've been culled. So this is just reducing the supply down even further in terms of the meat supply. So because of this, the NFU, which is the National Farmers Union of the United Kingdom, has actually put together a press conference and they've declared a national emergency that the government needs to get involved with because they're saying that we just don't have enough food being produced in the UK now and we're going to be reliant upon importing food. Now, we know why that's a big problem because everyone's having the same issue at exactly the same time around the world. We've all seen the reports, the UN United Nations reports 
that there's going to be a food crisis or a famine, as they call it. They actually say it's a famine in 2023 and 2024. And it's quite crazy if you read that report. I'll, I'll probably do a video on it one day for you. But they're talking about hundreds of millions of people potentially dying as a result of that famine. So this is why you're seeing so many food warnings being put out. And it's quite baffling that the government don't take it more seriously than they are doing. It's as, you know, we've talked about this as well before, but governments tend to be very reactive as opposed to proactive. Whereas what they need to do is take a proactive approach to these things to stop them from happening in the first place. Now, another really interesting statistic is from NOAA, uh, that's N-O-A-A out of the USA. And they say because of major floods, hurricanes, extreme heat, drought, uh, flooding, etc., the U.S. has lost 15 billion, with a B, dollars this year. Now, I don't think that's all from food, but it doesn't really break it down. It just says that that's the losses to the economy. But we do know that some of that will be from food and that the US has lost a huge amount of food. Remember we did that video just a few months back on that. So the first major shortage then that may be here for Christmas is eggs. We've talked about eggs a lot and how the, there's all these lies going around in the media that there's an egg shortage and the farmers won't supply them with eggs. Well this is just not true. And we've seen a lot of videos going around from farmers, egg farmers, saying that we've got the eggs, it's just the supermarket won't pay us the amount that we need based on the new feed cost. So they've got just stacks and stacks and stacks of eggs, just crates of eggs, but the supermarkets won't pay the price that the farmers need to charge. On top of this, this is a staggering statistic. In the EU, so the European Union, just this year alone, they culled, hold on, let me tell you this, 48 million birds. So I was reading into this a lot as well, as to how they culled so many birds. And I thought, well, you know, maybe if there was one bird in the flock that tested for avian flu, then that, that was it. They culled the entire flock. But that's not the case with all of them. Some of them, it's saying that farmers chose to cull their flock even though there wasn't a case identified that makes absolutely no sense to me at all so I don't even know if that is true but I read that this week as well why would you call it your flock and some of them saying they get well I guess that's the answer if they're getting compensation by the government to call their flock even if there's nothing identified then I don't know I think the whole thing is just weird it seems to me like a lot of this is tying in with this reduction of, of livestock, you know, um, birds and turkeys, so chickens, turkeys, sheep and cattle. And, you know, it's just nonstop all the time at the moment. And I guess that brings us on to number two, which is turkeys. So especially if you're in the UK, you probably want to get your turkey now rather than wait because of the eight to nine million birds that are raised each year they have lost around, well, just over 1 million this year due to culling flocks, again, because of this avian flu situation. Number three, then, is rice, which might sound like a strange one, but that is number three on the list, rice, 
Um, and it's predominantly in the USA. So they're talking about how the USA is now going to have to import loads and loads of rice from Asia because it's normally grown in California. But because they are cutting off the water to farmers in California, and I saw this when I was over there a couple of years ago, just miles and miles and miles when I was on the train. Don't get the train, by the way, in California. But I was on the train, but there was just this group of, I don't know, I think they were on drugs or something, just going to person to person, robbing them on the train in broad daylight. Uh, totally crazy. But anyway, my point with that was that there were just rows and rows of dead trees. And I found out from a farmer there that they weren't allowed any water. So the government had just turned off the water to their farms. So according to the USDA, it's around 48% this year of California's rice that wasn't planted. So that's 2022. So therefore expect a massive drop in rice. I know we're talking about Christmas shortages. So you might think, who has rice at Christmas? Well, I don't know, but someone might. Might be someone watching this video that has rice on Christmas day. Number four then, not exactly a, a festive favorite, unless we're talking about old fashioned English, uh, and that is oranges. And uh, if you're English, you'll know the history of this, where someone used to get an orange for Christmas. Way, way back, you're going, you know, way back for this one. But oranges, so Florida oranges in particular, there's gonna be a major shortage this year. So this is the biggest shortage since 1943. So wartime, basically, 1943. So that is a 32% drop in orange production this year. It's actually really hard to do this video today because it's so beautiful. I'm getting distracted by all sorts of things. The seals out here, there's just all sorts of seabirds and it's absolutely beautiful. And there's no one here today, not a soul in sight. Uh, but number five then is beef. No surprise there. Beef stocks are down very, very heavily, especially in the USA. A lot of farmers in the US, a lot of beef farmers or cattle have been uh, called over the last year. And this is on top of what happened in 2021 as well. So a lot of cattle called in 21 and 22. So herd numbers are massively, massively down. So what you'll notice is people still want to eat meat. You know, it's not as if people that used to eat beef have, have decided not to not to eat it. Same with other, other um, meat. So because the demand is still there, but you don't have the supply available, you're gonna see higher prices. Number six then is dairy. So this is milk and butter and cheese, yogurts and all sorts of other things. Um, this is in massive uh, short supply this year. And that's why we've seen these huge price increases as well. I don't know what it is country by country, but definitely in the UK, I've noticed that the prices on dairy have gone up massively. And I actually did an investigation into that. And it was quite staggering because it was, I guess we can say the perfect storm. You had the culling of livestock. You had factories shuttered and um, manufacturing plants, or should I say processing plants. So you had all that. You had a driver shortage. You had Brexit as well. So you had loads of workers leaving. And this is actually a, a, another thing at the moment that the NFU said. They were saying that 
when Brexit happened, the promise was that EU workers would still be able to come in. So predominantly, they're talking about Eastern European workers would still be able to come in and do the jobs that they were doing before. But especially during 2020, 2021 and this year, a lot of people went home. A lot of workers with all the lockdowns and everything else, they went home and they just haven't returned. So there's a massive staff shortage within the dairy industry as well. Next then is potatoes. These have already gone up again 20% this year because of the amount of crop that was lost. And it isn't just the UK and USA. Even in Australia, they lost a huge amount of their potato crop this year. So if you like potatoes for Christmas dinner, as I do, I love those, um, what are they called? You know, the new potatoes, the little ones. They are my favorite with a little bit of butter. Mm-mm, delicious. Oh, okay, we're coming up to the fort here. A while back, a lot of you asked me what this is behind. So this is an old fort. I don't even know. Let's have a look, actually. Let's walk up to it and find out when this was built. But you've got cannons. The original cannons are still sticking out of this fort. That's the interesting thing about this island. You can walk around just for days and find all sorts of things. And you start asking people if they know what it is and no one seems to know. I guess that's where the sign used to be, which is now gone. So I have no idea. And that's the other thing. You see this hat? Because people don't really steal here. If you find something, you just leave it where you found it, basically, so that whoever lost it can come back and find it. All right, next is pet foods then for Christmas this year. Pet foods. Already we know it was about 9% rise year on year, but the, the pet food banks, I didn't even know these existed actually, but the pet food bank said that their request was up by 700% this year. Here we go. Here's some cannons behind me here. Okay, and the last one then is vegetables, which might sound like a really bizarre one, but in particular, your stuff that's been grown in the Netherlands. Well, well also in the UK as well, but a lot of it coming out of the Netherlands, there's a, a major, major problem because, you know, a lot of the greenhouses actually didn't, grow this year because of the price of natural gas and because of all these fines and penalties on co2 emissions and you know everything else that i won't go into all of that today but that's another problem that's resulted in this year because the netherlands actually is the second largest food exporter in the world so they're going to be exporting a lot less this year all right so those are your main shortages then that I identified this week but I wanted to talk about one other point um, today so last week a lot of people said oh why is that guy telling you to stop filming and you know are you on public land and all that it actually wasn't public land it was uh, it was private land not that I'm too fussed by that but um, they are redeveloping that hotel very shortly so I don't know maybe he was security for it or I don't know, something like that. So that's why he asked me not to film on there. And you know what else is interesting from yesterday's video? Actually, that, that video took off like a rocket. Within two hours, it had 60,000 views on yesterday's video. I've never had a video have that many views that quickly before, so that was quite crazy. But I was trying to think, and I couldn't remember the name of the film, 
until afterwards. And now I remember what it's called. So this wasn't a very popular film, so you might not have heard of it. I think it came out early 2000s, so maybe 20 years ago now. And it was by Christian Bale, and it's called Equilibrium. Did any of you see that film? Well, he was like called a, a grammaton cleric or something like that. You know, he had all these special fighting skills or whatever it was. And basically what you had was you had the city and then those that lived outside of the city. And that's what I was trying to think about yesterday, but I couldn't remember the name of the film. But it was really, really fascinating having these sort of two classes, I guess, is what we can say. The people that lived within the city where every last detail was completely controlled and you weren't even allowed to feel any emotion because they said that emotion was what you know caused all these human problems. So that was the premise of the, the movie. And then you had all the groups that lived outside of the you know these big cities, what they call districts or or zones. And that's what yesterday's video remind me of or a little bit like the hunger games you know the different districts where you can't move between districts i know this is very dystopian but the way some of these people talk it just makes me laugh uh, you, you know for a fact if they could make the world like that tomorrow where they've got complete control and telling you exactly what you can do with your life what you can eat where you can go you know they would i know they would do it tomorrow if they could it's pretty worrying, some of these psychopaths at the moment. These unelected leaders that seem to somehow dictate policy. Um, how? How? I'm not sure. And even Macron said that he wants to move towards a one-world government very shortly as well. We need a single global order. Well, actually, he's not the only one that said that. There's been a few leaders that have said that this year, that we need this one-world government. and. You know, we need to control everyone. Everything needs to be controlled and, I don't know, weird, weird. But I think we'll wrap up there. I'm surprised my voice held up for this entire time, actually. But I'm going to go back, have some hot honey and lemon, whatever else. And um, that's it. So I will see you guys on Tuesday now. So take care. God bless you. God bless your family. And have a wonderful weekend. See you soon.